the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions about the Bible. We want you to fall more in love with Jesus. The only way to do that is to find out who He is, and that's what we're here. Now, I told you I'm from San Antonio. You all know that, but today we're broadcasting live from Plano, Texas, at the Texas, Oklahoma, Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference. We would appreciate your prayers, uh, and uh, we expect the Lord is going to speak to our hearts while we're here. Now, we've got a great program for you today. Paula is live in the studio with me. Welcome. Thank you. I am live. Alive. And in living color. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're here with guests. Now, we're here. This is our sort of retreat debrief radio program. So, ladies, this is a day we have, uh, you know, the the, the uh, theme of the retreat was under construction, uh, mess under construction, and I'm surrounded by five beautiful messes. <laughs> and they're experts at cleaning up messes, even if it's messes that they made. So I'm going to let Paula introduce them, and then we're going to talk about the retreat. Anything at all on your heart, we'll take your phone calls and answer your questions at 340 that's 340-9585. You can also call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can call via our free mobile app, uh, send questions in via our free mobile app. You can also call from the safety of your car uh, using the KSLR mobile app as well. Having said that, Paula, we got really important people here. I know, and today in particular, I wish this was TV because the ladies I'm sitting across from are so beautiful. So beautiful. You have no idea. You're missing out, you out there in Radio Land. You're missing out of seeing these, these, these beautiful faces. Um, first, to my left over here, of course you didn't need to know that, is Dawn. And then Raquel, Hello. Megan, and May. And you guys already know May, uh, Pastor Ron, Pastor Ken's wife, who's on the show every once in a while. So, yeah, it, this should be TV today. So. Should be TV today. You know, one thing I have to tell the audience up front is we have someone who's a little emotionally challenged. Uh, Megan and her husband Samuel are leaving in May to plant a church. In now you would think I would say Hawaii or maybe Northern California or Southern California. They're going to Alaska. <laughs> Calvary Chapel Bush people. <laughs> but they're, they're leaving May thirty first. So uh, just spend a couple minutes, Megan, and talk about how, how. I mean, how did this come? You're smarter than going to Alaska. At least I always thought you were. You say Alaska, Pastor Ron, like it's a curse word. <laughs> it comes off your tongue with such bitterness. See, it's bitter cold. <laughs> it's bitter That's cold. Yes. Yes. Um, well, my husband and I have always had the desire to uh, 
uh, be in ministry. And um, over the last year, we really just felt the Lord impressing on our hearts that now is the time for that. And um, it started with the Lord putting the desire for Alaska on my heart, which was a miracle in of itself because I don't <laughs> care for being negative degrees. So um, we just decided to pray about it. And then um, we met with Pastor Ron and he said, go, go when it's cold and get confirmation. And we did this last Christmas. The Lord said, this is where I'm, I want you guys to come. So two months from tomorrow, we will load up our little white car and drive almost 5,000 miles north <laughs> till you reach Russia. No. <laughs> yeah. And just before we send you, we're going to ordain Samuel. Yeah. And he's going to share with the church. It's one of those things that uh, it always excites a pastor. I just wish you weren't going so far away. I know. Mm-hmm. And there's no chance I'm ever coming to Alaska. Yes, there is. <laughs> we need a joy of Jesus. <laughs> okay, Father, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, going to a retreat um, for each one of us, I know it's a, we all get the same scriptures, and it's the same God, but since each one of us is uniquely designed, uh, the Lord speaks to each of us in the way we need to hear from him. So, um, first I'm going to ask, Dawn, because she was kind of, you know, she does everything. <laughs> I just pick the speaker and give her the scripture, and then she prays, and then, boo, voila, the the place is completely decorated according to that theme. And um, so I don't get to go in and see until Dawn says it's okay for me to come in and see. I have to wait. So, Dawn, can you maybe explain how you came up with your theme to the theme scripture? Well, a year ago, when you told me it would be Pardon the Mess Under Construction, I thought, how am I going to make a construction site beautiful? Mm -hmm. Because us ladies, we like pretty. We like things decorated pretty. I didn't want caution tape and construction signs and loading zone only type of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I just prayed and because of the colors I stuck to orange and yellow and um, I don't know. The Lord just kind of gave me vision as we've gone through the year. I've seen different things and somehow it all got put together and with the steps the verse was really encouraging because um, with the verse it's um, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7 it says for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love and so these are like stepping stool Um, tools that the Lord has given us and so in that theme we brought in um, toolboxes old wooden ones and we filled it with you know the flowers and made it pretty we brought a step ladder and and put the words um, on the steps as you as you went up and so you know faith goodness knowledge self-control perseverance godliness brotherly kindness and love and that's it was just a constant reminder as we were going through our sessions that God has equipped us. He's given us all these things that mm-hmm. we get to use. Mm-hmm. And our speaker was amazing. Oh, um, yeah. She just very real. And um, she was a huge blessing to me, telling us to be um, women who knew and lived the Word of God. Yeah. And I just loved it because it was all up there for us to see, and mm-hmm. then God used it. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're driving around in Dallas today, and San Antonio is the same way, probably everywhere, it's construction. Construction everywhere is like, does this ever end? You know, and just like in our walk, it never really ends into it with Jesus, but there has to be some progress. Mm-hmm. Come on. And so when the Lord says, add to your faith, you know, we take those opportunities. Okay, Lord, I'm in your word. You're speaking to me. And so not only do I need to hear what you're saying to me, I need to put it into practice so that people will see that there is some progress in our lives. And so as I come in and see the decorations, it's not all about a tearing down, but it's in the process of the building up. And like there is a goal. And so it was absolutely beautiful, you know. Raquel. One of the problems we have in the church is people, they want to be perceived as already being fixed. And so the admission that we're under construction, it's always a little bit difficult and, and hurts our egos a little bit. No, I'm working on it. And, and But I think part of it is just the recognition 
that we are under construction and we're not where we're going to be yet and we're not who we're going to be yet, but we need to make progress and faith alone, while it's enough to say because of God's marvelous grace, faith alone gets uh, pretty weak if we're not adding to that faith. Would you comment kind of what the Lord did in your heart? Yes. Um, well, I've only been in Texas for about two months, and so moving in itself is like a big deal. You have to now make your house a home, and you have to paint, and this and that, and just going to the retreat, and um, just sitting at the Lord's feet with no kind of... Um, with no kind of distractions or anything, just getting one-on-one with the Lord just really helped recalibrate, refocus, mm-hmm. strengthen your faith, you know, because then you kind of take like a private inventory of where your heart is at before the Lord as you're there with the scriptures, and we had that quiet time, and um, we had like questions that we had to answer according to Gene Davis's questions, um, study, and um, those were so pointed, and it was just, it. I think the most important thing for this retreat was just getting that alone time and getting that time to really to really reevaluate like where you're at with the Lord and you know because like you said we are constantly growing and 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 um, we're constantly growing and the Lord is always showing us new things and sometimes it's not easy like me <laughs> talking right now on the radio that's not an easy thing for me but the Lord is stretching us and we just have to be obedient regardless of how our feelings are we have to step out into that water and sometimes the waters may be uncomfortable and they may be scary mm-hmm. but we have to just step out and do it and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that the Lord has shown me there you know because you, you always want to kind of cast it aside and say oh no I don't struggle with that I'm alright mm-hmm. and then when the Lord puts it face to face you're mm-hmm. like oh Lord just help me you know I'm well, weak in this area just for the benefit of the audience Mm-hmm. to prove that you just got to Texas. Yes. Tell the whole audience, 80,000 people listening, yes. what? that you're God's daughter. <laughs> daughter. I'm God's daughter. <laughs> and I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, she's from New York, and she still talks about, we'll have her fixed by next year, because she's, she's under construction. That's right. That's right. But God is good, and it's been a blessing being here. It's been a blessing in the two months just to see what the Lord has been doing in my life and, and just being with, with the people in San Antonio and just being around such a loving and godly fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's been a wonderful thing. Yeah, Ladies, three four zero ninety five eighty five. if you have any questions, or toll-free 877-630-5757. Now, May, you've been around for a long time. You've been to a lot of different women's retreats. Um, what What was significant about this one for you oh uh, what was significant uh for me was um that i um i didn't i i actually prayed and wanted to know what god would have for me at this retreat and i didn't really have um many questions it was more um lord whatever you want to say to me say to me and i did get some corrections and um, I realized I do have little faith. <laughs> and that's, that's the part that really spoke to me um, at the retreat. Um, in fact, um, I think just a little bit about it is um, Jean was talking about how God allows us to go through hard times. And I already know this, but it's like um, studying through the scripture, then you see that um, God, uh, like Jesus had purposely, she was talking about the boat. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus had purposely told the disciples, go, go, go on before me across um, um, the water. And um, a storm hit, and he he waited till the fourth watch of the night before he came and checked on them. So it's like he he allowed them. In fact, he he told them, "You go do this," and he knew that the storm would be there. But uh, he wasn't even worried about them, even if they were going through that. You know, he waited till the fourth watch, and I guess that struck me a lot because I I think um, if I'm going through any kind of trial or storm then um, I'll hang on to faith just because I know he'll be there, right there, then and there kind of thing, you know. And then if he's not there, I'm like, oh, I don't have faith because I can't wait. (laughs) So that kind of thing. So God spoke to me about that, and it was kind of like a loving correction. Um, But there was a lot at the retreat that that really stuck out for me because Gene Gene is just an awesome speaker. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hopeful that she'll come back again (laughs) real soon. Mm -hmm. Paula, one of the things I'd like you to share, if you can do it without laughing. Um, One of the highlights from your perspective was Marisa's devotion. Yeah. 
And uh, for the, the audience, Marisa has been in our church for 20 years. She's grown up in our church. She is now a woman in her 40s. I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm not going to guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mid-30s. But, but, but she's a grown woman. She is a single. Um, um, she is a professional woman. But she is so painfully shy and she's so quiet that she started her devotion by saying, uh, I've been here 20 years and nobody knows me. Mm-hmm. And it was really stretching her out of her comfort zone. And she just sort of blew Paula away anyway. Why yeah. don't you share it with It was her? so hilarious because, we, you know, I don't really know her personality. I know she's a sweetheart. She serves in children's ministry with her mom. You know, though she lives in Houston, she still comes back to the church every other weekend to serve in kids' ministry. So she's been around, but, you know, they come in and they don't really hang around talking, and then they go, you know. And so nobody knows her. So she said, you probably don't know me, but you know where I sit. And then when she said, and my grandma's Kuka, everybody's like, Kuka, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that she had this playing grandma her whole life, you know, and and, and her her mom, Velia, same thing, you know, and these girls, the two daughters would, you know, want to go out on Saturday night, and so the parents would say, if you have time to go out, you have time for church. So they grew up with that their whole life, and so Christian home, uh, she was saying, you kind of get this false sense of security, because you do have the praying grandma, and um Every time you have an issue, good or bad, you can call Grandma and have her pray about it. And that God's peace was always there because Grandma prayed. But then she came to the realization, you know what? When are we going to learn to pray for ourselves? You know, and so as she began to pray... um, you know, you're having this relationship with Jesus. And then she started talking about, you know what, Lord? Because she said, I just talked to him like regular. I thought I'd be married by now. I thought I'd have some children by now. And she's at a car wash after having put the gas in her own car. And she's kicking and fussing. And, you know, and she's like, this is a boyfriend or a husband kind of thing. Why am I having to do my own, you know, do my own stuff? And she said, and Lord, I don't even get a second look anymore. <laughs> wait, okay. <laughs> okay, wait. I can say this. She said, two construction guys, she, she's fussing and, and kicking rocks, you know, and she, her head is down and she hears this, woo-woo. Well, she perks up right away, <laughs> and she looks over at a, a truck, and there's nothing wrong with construction workers at all. She said, but they work the Hollywood construction worker type. <laughs> and she looked over. She said, this one guy, looking right at her, he doesn't even have teeth. <laughs> And I wouldn't laugh. <laughs> but anyway, she says, she said she heard from the Lord say, See, you got a second look. <laughs> she, she said, Be specific in your prayer. <laughs> but then she was looking, you know, for a mate. You know, and, and she really just, she really has one. And the, the coolest thing with not just Marissa, but Anna, her sister, yeah, they do want to be married. Um, they want to even have a prospect. But they are totally waiting on the Lord. They are not going out seeking some guy, you know, on their own. Um, so, yeah, just seeing her personality was huge. And the, uh, the retreat will be online soon. So I don't want to tell everybody's stuff. So you'll be able to go online and listen to all the sessions. But she just had us rolling but then her her intimate relationship because she said lord help us to learn how to pray for ourselves and and the other um examples that she gave us you could tell she really has a a thriving relationship with the lord talking about he was telling her you know 20 20 years yeah she's been hearing me say don't settle for mr right now yes wait for mr right and they are and so she she's she's listening yeah yeah yeah. What, what about you in the retreat? Me in the retreat, I went thinking, okay, Lord, I I definitely want to retreat because my husband always says retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I knew I was having uh, roommates, two of them actually, and that I was going to sleep on a top bunk. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I'm your servant. You know, <laughs> big deal. But the bed was very comfortable, and my roommates, I had the best roommates 
that I've had in a long time. Now, that's saying something because normally <laughs> I sleep in a room by myself, which is saying, you are not very good company, Paula. So <laughs> thank you for my two roommates. Um, but for me, I wanted to be sure to retreat, but then really to get something, whether it was correction, rebuke, gentle or otherwise, and um, I got everything. You know, I also wanted to be uh, encouraging for the other ladies. I wanted it to be fun so that people will know being a Christian is, is fun. It, it, it really is being fun. It's not all about, you know, do this, do this, do this, but you get to do so many other things and having fun. But, yeah, like May, I'm not as faithful um, to me as I would like other people to think I am or that I would hope to be. Um, I, I, I know that there's some a lot of things that um, I still need to grow in. That's why you, Pastor Ron, can never die because you have a lot of work left to do um, helping your wife grow in the Lord. Um, I'll be the old guy stuffed in the corner <laughs> with my tapes playing in the background. Um, you know, there are times when you know, I want to watch HGTV when I can, when I know, I know the Lord is saying, but come spend some time with me. Come spend some time with me. And I hear it, and I kind of push that voice aside sometimes, and that is not good for me. And so not only just, I mean, not that Home and Garden TV is bad or anything like that, but to make sure to um, use my time a lot more wisely, you know, and so I, I that's why the theme was under construction because you've been watching HGTV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pardon the mess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Megan, what did the Lord speak to your heart? Uh, well, there was a lot. Um, having found out days before we went to the retreat, well, the day before we went to the retreat that my husband was going to be ordained, is exciting until you think about the fact that, oh wait, that means, <laughs> that means I'm going to be a pastor's wife. Uh, so the theme was really funny to me because um, I, I don't, I am the biggest mess, you know, and I don't, I have not ever felt qualified to counsel anyone, let alone be in charge of any kind of women in the church. And so it's very humbling, but it's, it was also really encouraging to me too, because the Lord just, he just really revealed to me that this is what I want though. I do want this. And, and then along with that comes the guilt. Well, if you want it, then obviously you think you have something to give someone, you know. And so I was just really struggling at the retreat with trying to find that balance between um, being happy with where the Lord has you and not feeling guilty in that. And I don't know why that's so hard for me other than I, I just, mm -hmm. I do guilt so well. And and so um, I was... You're, this, you're a professional. I am. I am. I can help you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, I was blessed with roommates and um, that one of them was my mom and then two older women who have um, who've been really, really um, instrumental in my walk with the Lord. And, um, and they just, all three of them took the time to really love on me and, um, and encourage me in that. And so... I'm excited. Um, I'm terrified of what the Lord has in store for us. I know there is pain ahead of us, um, but I'm I'm so excited. I'm so beside myself with awe that He would choose me. Um, you know, not only to be Samuel's wife, but to be a pastor's wife, and and that He He considers me a vessel worthy of His love. I'm I'm so excited to be used like that. So. <laughs> Alaska, really? <laughs> yes, they need love so bad. And, and you know, we've got a couple of minutes before the break. Um, share a little bit about your and Samuel's trip to Alaska when you were going looking for confirmation yeah. from the Lord. Um, okay. We... We were so excited, and we landed at like 2 in the morning, and there's snow everywhere, and it's icicle cold outside, and I, we just wanted to stand outside. We were so excited to be there, and um, the biggest thing that hit us was the brokenness of the people. Before we even made it off the plane, God was showing us people who were in need of his love, and so that was the biggest desire I had was I just wanted to go hug everyone and tell them, God loves you. It's not, it's so much better than what you're living in, you know, and um, there's a huge homeless population. There's a huge crime and drug rate, and people are just 
dying in their sins. And I just have this burden to go and tell them how much they love them, the Lord loves them. And, and so, but now I know that that was the confirmation. But at the time, my husband and I were just looking for this billboard that said, Megan and Samuel, please move to Alaska. And we weren't finding it. And again, with the whole guilt thing, I just kept telling Samuel, I just want to know that this is God's will. And he was like, well, what makes you think it's not? And I was like, well, because I want to move here. And he was like, we got to change that thinking. Just because you want it doesn't necessarily make it evil, you know. Mm -hmm. And God has been working on our hearts. So he has put that desire for this place in there, you know. And you see, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires yeah. of your heart. Yeah, and wrote. that is something how we think if if it's good, if something we want, it must not be from God. Yes. You know? It's true. And that verse I used wrongly in the past growing up when I wanted to be married so bad and the Lord had to show me that was an idol. And uh, and so now um, I, I need to learn how to use that the right way. Well, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. We'd love to have any phone calls or questions any of you ladies have for any one of the ladies who are here. Three Four zero ninety five eighty five, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back we've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program 340-9585 and there are five of the most beautiful women in the world here waiting to take your phone calls and answer your questions not only are they beautiful but their hearts are even more so and that's what i love about them the most. Well, Paula, it's your show. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. But I, I appreciate that all the input you've put in here, so it's awesome. Especially about the beautiful hearts and beautiful women. Yeah, we should be on TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, as Megan was talking about um, going to serve in Alaska and not feeling qualified, and but but wanting to love on the people and let them know how much Jesus loves them. In 1 Timothy 1.12, he was saying, Timothy saying pretty much the same thing. He says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. I love the fact that it's all Jesus. First, he saw us and said, ooh, I want her, you know, and then he gives us the faith to believe him when he proposes to us and then he gives us his holy spirit who enables us to do the things that he calls us to do he gives us the ear to be able to hear the choice to be able to obey i mean he does it all and so we really can't take any credit and he is the one who has called us and is faithful to complete the work that he's begun in each one of us we really can't lose even though you know we are losers in our own minds when we look in the mirror um when we when we consider how faithful he is and we think oh i'm not faithful you know and yet as ron pastor ron says all the time if we'll just walk with jesus we will like he said last night in the study we will walk into these good things you know unaware but jesus knows all about them you know the people that you saw in i don't know how many feet of snow <laughs> You could see people, all I would see is snow and how cold I was, and yet the Lord is burning in your heart for those people who don't know him. And who and are just we in. actually talked on the phone while you were there. Yes. And and one of the things he said, well, I've, God's given me such a broken heart for these people. I'm just waiting for confirmation. I want to see it in the sky. And I said... Duh. That is the confirmation. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's, he's given you his heart for the people. Mm -hmm. And Paula said something really important when you were sharing that mm -hmm. I think the audience needs to, to, to hear and to really consider. You know, the fact that you want to do something uh, doesn't mean that's just your flesh yeah. and that if you submit to the will of God, he's going to send you to some place in some third world country or something and you're going to suffer and die for Jesus. Yeah. He gives us the desires of our heart after placing those desires in our heart. Yeah. And then we can pursue it. In our study last night, and I'm probably going to mention this tonight as well, you know, Saul was given the one-time opportunity to do everything that he could, his hands could find to do. 
God gave him the opportunity one time to say, okay, now it's yours. Whatever your hand finds to do, you do it. I'm with you. And he blew it. Mm. And I think we've got to have a different approach, a different attitude about God in the fact that when he's sending us somewhere, he's doing it for our good. Mm -hmm. He's doing it because he loves us. He's doing it because there's something so much better for us out there. Mm -hmm. Having said that, in this group, now, Paula, you've been here forever with me, but May and Don have been here for about 11 years uh, and have grown through. May is uh, Pastor Ken's wife and involved in all kinds of ministry. Uh, but, uh, Megan, while you've been here a long time, um, you and Raquel are at a place where your lives are going through enormous changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that you thought was settled is now turned upside down. Um, talk about that a little bit. Raquel, you've you've been marooned to Texas. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> With Pastor Richard. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been called here, and it wasn't um, because San Antonio is the most beautiful place on the earth. And mm-hmm. we were called here really because we fell in love with the people here. Mm-hmm. And we went to the joy of Jesus, and it was there that we were like, wow, there's such a great need. Like the Lord gave us even a love for the people here. And um, But the thing was, it is very, very different than New York. In New York, it's so kinetic and so... And then I come here, and it's very slow. I love it, but I, it's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. But throughout the whole time being here in Texas, I've only been here two months, but being here, man, have I had to lean and press into Jesus more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the reason, more than anything, that the Lord has brought us out here, too, because he's always constantly refining us in our walks with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We are constantly under construction Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes these drastic things and I see that in those drastic times in our lives and those uh, those monumental times and all that was where there's the most growth Mm -hmm. because the Lord is really breaking away and chipping away all the things we cling on to all the things we because in New York I knew everything I knew where the pizza shop was I knew where the coffee place I knew everything out here I'm like Lord and I'm like totally relying on totally stepping out of myself to make new friendships and that's not an easy thing for me Mm. and um, but the Lord needs that to change in my life in order to minister to other people. Mm-hmm. I have to step outside of myself mm-hmm. in order to minister to other people. Yeah. You know, Raquel, what you're learning and what Megan is going to learn in spades in Alaska is that comfort is not a good thing for Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we get comfortable and we start uh, leaning on or depending on the things that, that are the source of that comfort. Mm-hmm. And our lives, we, we actually are upset and they, they get disrupted if in fact... Um, something unexpected happens. And I think one of the things the Lord wants us to do every day is recognize that unexpected is always supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says it is required. I'm going to modify the text for my present company here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4.2 says every woman given a trust by God must prove faithful. Mm -hmm. And uh, Megan's comment at the end of the the first half hour when she said, I I, I went like, God, make me faithful. Um, He's already done that. But what we need to remember and depend on is not our faithfulness. We need to depend on the fact that he's faithful when we are faithless. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dean was teaching you know, when when we're hurting, afraid, or betrayed, you know, etc. What's my response? You know, is it love? Um, but that's the work of the impossible. And as she said that, I was thinking, you know, the words that the Lord gave you this year for this year were, um, of course, guard our hearts. And this is the year of the impossible, um, <laughs> and that things are going to start happening more quickly. Um, but, you know, as you keep saying, too, that moment that everything can change. And you know, sometimes we're just not ready. But we we don't think in our flesh we're ready. But in the spirit, we really are. And so as the Lord put the put Peter and the guys in the boat and let the storm come up. And see, I'm like you, May. I want the Lord to come in the first watch. Not the fourth watch. <laughs> you know, I don't want to look left and right, forward and back. I want to look, and there's Jesus saying, it's okay, baby, I got this. Come on. But no, he lets us struggle and, you know, and, and counting on him showing up at just the right time. Sometimes, we, I think, you're late. 
you know? And yet, what's my response? Is it going to be one of wholehearted reliance upon the Lord, or am I, again, going to take matters into my own hands? And so, um, to piggyback, one of the things that Jean Davis shared um, that really, really ministered to me was the story that she had of the people, you know, uh, our walk of faith is like climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. And she says that we're climbing, and, and the older we get in our walk with the Lord, we get slower, we get slower. But she says that once we're at the top of the mountain and we turn around, the, the perspective that we have is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, let me tell you, climbing up mountains, sometimes it's not easy, you know what I mean? Sometimes you might stumble down, but you've got to keep on persevering, mm-hmm. you know? Know, and that's what that ministered to me so much because I feel like I'm seeing more even just being here in the two months than I ever did in the 40 something years in um, New York. Oh, wow. You know, so mm-hmm. God is just really doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm excited for her because she's going to be walking through that soon. So I'm excited for you, Megan. I really am because it's an exciting thing to walk. You know, with the Lord through these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never, still having a hard time picturing you in clothing by L.L. Bean. <laughs> yeah, but the pictures that you sent us. Fur. I'm going to have fur everywhere. Yeah, you, I mean, it looks like you, Megan, the pictures that I got. It just looks so natural. Yeah. You're just born to have on sweaters and hats and gloves and L.L. Bean shoes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was 11 years ago when your lives completely changed. Oh, yeah. And, and you had no idea what lay ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did share with Raquel because we were talking and uh, I was just advising her not to go back um, to New York anytime soon because <laughs> I remember uh, not only was I pregnant the year we moved here, but um, I was very emotional because I had gone back to visit my mom in California a little too soon and I came back and I had that empty feeling like I'm so homesick mm-hmm. and I'm stuck here, you know, like I'm stuck here. And But then God was faithful with us. Um, 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 the next couple of years, I think Ken became a pastor at the church, and um, he started to settle in. And it t- does take time for some people more. With me, um, I think Ken is the chameleon, like where he could live every- anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm a creature of comfort. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, comfort is is sometimes, well, bad for us because we get into a place where we, we can say no to God, and that's not a good place to be because mm-hmm. you'll just be stagnant yeah. that way and I feel like here is where a lot of growth happened and I'm looking at Dawn because she came here around the same time and also Jocelyn and our families have grown and our kids I mean your 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 daughter's graduating this year but um, just a lot of fruit mm-hmm. we've experienced mm-hmm. here so yeah, using the metaphor of, of going up the mountain mm-hmm. that Raquel spoke about with Jean you're halfway up Yes. After 11 years, uh, your husband, Pastor Ken, is going to be the guy that takes over for me when I'm too old to make sense anymore and whatever else it is I do. Uh, What would your perspective be now looking down? Oh, from here? Yeah, from where you are right now today. Looking down at... At the the trip the Lord has brought you on. Okay. Um, I I know for a fact, even if I say that I have little faith, I know that I have a, a stuck in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that I, I've shown to myself that I do have faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else can I say? Um, God has came through every single time. <laughs> and, and you're glad you made the move. Yes. 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 But and, and so too will. My flesh forgets. <laughs> so I, have, I need to be reminded constantly. You know, but as we were in the car talking, uh-huh. this perspective looking back, yeah. um, Pastor Ken was sharing that the Bible teacher, Mr. Samuel, was bragging on Caleb. Oh, yes. And how... He knows God's word, and he wants to know it deeper. And the questions that this tenth grader son of yours is asking is like a, a Bible <laughs> college student, and that comes from him watching, of course, his dad's faithfulness and yours, um, and the heart that you both have for the Lord, His word for each other, for your kids. Your kids know they're loved. Yes, they know it, and they've watched you both be very faithful. And to, for Caleb in particular, the oldest of your four, mm-hmm. to say, 
this Jesus that my parents know, I need to know him deeper for myself. And to be pursuing that is, is that's a great. I agree, and I give all glory to God, but I also thank God that God has surrounded him with all of you guys mm-hmm. because it, would, it wouldn't be, I mean, I don't think Ken and I can do it ourselves, you know, well, that's to why show he him the, that. The so. lonely and family. Yes, the and it's been wonderful. So. Yeah, I'm going to make a general observation here. For some reason, ladies are condemned when their faith is weak or when they're afraid. And the enemy heaps all kinds of guilt and we so easily fall into his trap. But what your children have seen and what people have watched you, and this is that perspective from halfway up the mountain, is you're where you are, all of you, because you've overcome weak faith. You've overcome your flesh. You overcome the things that you're afraid of, and that's the very definition of what faith is mm-hmm. really all about. So from that perspective, Don, you have been here 11 years as well. Um, you've made that journey up the mountain halfway. You're young enough that you've still got a lot of climbing to do. But but you've got a, a, a baby who was just a baby when she came here, who in just a couple months will be going to a Bible college in Peru after she graduates from the academy. Well, as you look back, what are you thinking about what God has done? I am truly in awe because before my children were even born, every one of them in the womb, um, I knew that it would be easier to give them to God. Not that they belong to me. I know that they're temporarily on loan to me. But in my flesh, I had to give them to the Lord before they were born. Mm. Um, And I remember just praying, God, I don't care if they are the smartest child in the world. I don't care if they go to college or don't go to college. I just want them to love you with all of their heart. Mm. And so when I look back at even that prayer, um, God is so faithful. He is so faithful. Um, there are no words. I, I, There are no words. I have nothing. I mean, I just stand in awe of his goodness. Mm. And it's nothing that I did. It's all him. But it is standing through the trials. There have been a lot of trials, a lot of... Um, Iron sharpens iron, and we've gone through a lot, but our kids have seen that you can persevere through the trials. Um, It doesn't matter how hard things are. If you are walking with the Lord, um, He is going to be there, even if it doesn't feel like it. He is there, and He is faithful always. The the young woman who is going to be leaving us soon, you see the quality of young woman she is. Were all the trials worth it? Yes. <laughs> see, that's, see, now here's the thing, and ladies, you can, you can comment on this, but, but our, our job, is it not, to know that in advance of the trials to come, and then especially to remember that when the trials begin. God has been faithful. His track record is great. Not only has he got us through every trial, but we know him better. We love him more. We look at our children. They see moms and dads that have been tested in this world. They've said no to the world so they can say yes to Jesus. They've seen the fruit and the love that surrounds them. And they know who Jesus is. Now, all of your kids are going to have to make choices for their on their own. And some of your kids, most of your kids are old enough to have already done that, to be sure. But it's because mommy and daddy's Jesus is real. And they know he loves them. And if we'll always remember that, the trial that's around the corner, and there's one for all of us, um, we'll meet it. We won't like it. We may find ourselves whining a little bit in the middle of it. Um, but we know he's there and he's got it. He's got us. So I think that matters a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, you know, as we're talking, looking per- back perspective, because I'm the old lady, you know, of the church. Um, Never wanting to come to Texas. I mean, never. We did that. There was three places: Texas, New York, China. We live in Texas. We've been to New York. We don't really want to go back. But those those days that we were there, because it is so kinetic, just never stops, and it's always loud. But it was a sweet, blessed time because. People got saved because we were there. Um, but looking back, having never wanted to come here, how many lives have been affected, including ours, you know, that God 
would allow us the privilege of knowing you all up close and personal. We're a part of your life. You're a part of ours. And how many people have come and gone from Calvary Chapel San Antonio? I don't know how many churches have come out of this one, but as we send a uh, you know, pastor out, we usually send people. I'm sorry, Megan. We're <laughs> not sending anybody with y'all. Okay. But um, we usually send not yet. <laughs> we're, we're not even going to give you your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back, the numbers of people who have been saved and or the number of really messed up people who came into the church to hear God's word um, simply taught with the so what you know because you can go and hear you know messages or sermons but what about how do you apply that in my life and so we're at a church where the so what matters and to see the people's lives change that's a cool thing. We were even just talking on the way up here about Samuel's testimony. I mean, the fact that he's going, we're going out, he's going to be ordained. This kid got saved high as a kite at your youth camp, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and his life was headed straight to hell with all the freeways open available to him. But he, because of the youth camp and the message taught to him there, he, it changed his life radically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gene said, oh, I'm sorry, baby, go ahead. Gene oh, said something, too, that, you know, because we know our testimonies and our past, that every once in a while she would find herself not living in the freedom that Christ mm -hmm. has bought for her, but that she was still, every once in a while, living under guilt and condemnation. And, you know, that's one of the things that we as the more mature Christians need to remind ourselves of so we can turn around and I think it's and especially like Ron will say quite often especially a woman thing because we've a lot of us have never been good enough tall enough thin enough pretty enough smart enough whatever the enough is um, and, and Jean herself was saying she would find herself living under guilt and condemnation at times and and to stop it and remember yeah we're mess under construction and I always like to say, yeah, I'm a mess, but I'm Jesus' mess. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't, he's not about the guilt and condemnation. So, you know, just somebody was saying the other day when, when the enemy comes and starts trying to heap stuff on them and they start to buy it. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I am kind of a wretch, you know. And then she says, oh, stop it. I'm going to have a conversation with Jesus because he thinks... I'm all beautiful. There's no flaw in me. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to start doing that. If, if we could figure out why we expect to be perfect, then we could find the answer to why we beat ourselves up so much when we're not. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't expect to be perfect. In fact, if I had a near-perfect day, it would be like the most amazing thing ever. You know, I, I hope it's okay for me to say, but for, for Samuel. Oh, dear. I'm sure. Um, uh, Samuel was, was given a choice. Uh, by family to come to our youth retreat the year that he came. He was 16 years old, I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, um, and he thought, well, okay, they're going to make me go, so I'm going to go. There's a bunch of kids there. I'll be able to sell my drugs. And that's what he was going to do. He was going to go there, and he got saved. He met Jesus. And what a perfect testimony. Um, a, a, a man who's followed the Lord with all of his heart. Now, Samuel went to Bible college, and uh, he only went there to meet you and brought you back home with him. Um, uh, he, he teaches uh, Bible in our high school uh, and has for a lot of years now. Um, uh, and, and now God's going to send an ex-drug peddler to a place where people are overwhelmed by drugs mm -hmm. and despair. Mm -hmm. And you're God's answer to that brokenness, you and Samuel. And your faithfulness to open the Bible and teach it and believe it and stand on it. Yeah. And that's what he's done in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing thing. You know, in those rare times when I get discouraged, I think about you guys. I think about your families. And it's a constant reminder of how much God loves me and how he sends his best. And sometimes when we have to send people out, God is sending his best. And it breaks my heart because my flesh wants to keep them. Mm -hmm. But we send the best. And that's where we're, we're sending to Alaska. Uh, it's how you guys got to me uh, and here at Calvary Chapel. And it's how you have added to your faith all of these things. Mm -hmm. And 
I know you all well enough to know that you won't say this, you probably won't believe it, but your messes are fewer and farther between, and your construction project is going wonderfully, and it's been a privilege and an honor to watch. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And your kids call me grandma, so I'm good. <laughs> We're inside two minutes. Anybody have anything to say before we go? Megan, Raquel, spiritual warfare, since your lives have been turned upside down? Yes, immensely. But you know what I've been doing? Just fighting with the Word of God. I had to, just practical, going back to the early days of walking with the Lord, I have index cards. I said, I'm going to fight through this. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to press on. And um, I got, because I was, I was missing my friendships back home because they were so deep, the 20-something years in the making. Mm. And um, But the Lord was like, no, I have something ahead for you. And he and I have all these scriptures for the cure of homesickness. And mm. I put them on my thing, and I have some in my Bible. But... Um, Fight it with the word of God. Just yeah, because the, the, the warfare is tremendous. Mm -hmm. how, how can you be homesick? Heaven's our home. And you know what? That's one of my verses. <laughs> <laughs> May, that's my was, home. That was wonderful <laughs> counsel you gave. Don't go home that's too soon. That's right. And mm -hmm. she was absolutely right with that. Yeah. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Paula, we're inside a minute. Um, Let's wrap this up. Okay. So, our next year's retreat theme. We already have it. It's abide. I can't, and, I can't believe how organized they are. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's fresh. It's fresh in our mind, and, and we just knew it was a buy. John fifteen five. So if you're going to start saving up money, getting your ask your boss for the days off. It's March eighth through tenth, two thousand eighteen, and we want more ladies there. And I, I know that there will be because it was so great. Hey, God thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. Uh, this has been the day edition with beautiful Paula live in studio with us. And ladies, thanks for being here. Appreciate Thank it very much. Thank you so much. God bless you, Lord willing. I'll be back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. See you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.